0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. welcome to the latest edition of the all-american spook show i'm josh and i'm joined here with will hey hey hey! that's right it's just me and will because uh donnie's uh he, he's taking a little sabbatical right now he's kind of somewhat of a holiday break and uh oh god
1: i'm nervous oh god oh <laughs>
0: you mean it's like performance anxiety just because it's just yes yeah. yes and usually smoke you know professor smoke is here but he uh, he also couldn't make it he's uh he's he's working a little later than usual so he couldn't make this taping so so it's just gonna be me and Will uh, holding down the fort. And boy, what a grand time we're going to have here because we're talking about our latest cannon fodder, and the 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 wheel of fate is really a cruel bitch because we we've we've got kind of a new way we do the cannon fodder selections is you know, and it started with that Emmanuel Four episode where we just put like pretty much all the cannon movies on a wheel, spin it, whatever it lands on,
1: right. right. That's what we're gonna watch. So that's why we started with that one, Yeah. Huh?
0: With yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i had <laughs> I had grand designs to finally get an emmanuel movie <laughs> and I, I randomly chose emmanuel Ford to to be the one but this isn't oh man i mean this is better than that I'll, I'll say that right off the front but uh boy this is still pretty low pretty low bar i think and we're gonna be talking go about, hit
1: him with the name
0: we're gonna be talking about the frog prince from 1986 this is part of canon's movie tales series of movies where essentially canon films i guess was trying to break into the uh the kids market and this was yeah. this was one of the byproducts of that
1: look a- after watching this it was like i don't think there was any pedophiles before this movie <laughs> and then they watched it wrote down everything that the frog prince said yeah. and that's where it started
0: <laughs> come on kids Cause it is to-
1: skeevy as hell
0: come on kids learn how to gaslight <laughs>
1: Hey, we can be friends. Bring me to your house. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's we'll my, be friends. Yeah. Let me sleep in your house. It's like, <laughs> you remember that, remember that Sandler uh, and Farley skit back in the, it was called like, called like the Hurley he boy or whatever on SNL where <laughs> it, it was just Sandler like, uh, uh, like asking to sleep in your house. And then Farley's let the boy sleep in your house. It's just <laughs> This must've been their inspiration. But, yeah, but before we dive into it, though, I'll go ahead and throw out some of the usual information. We, we we want you to go check out AASpookShow.com. We call that the center of the Spook Show universe. From there, you can go listen to all of our past podcast archives. You can get to our YouTube channel from there where we've got Grindhouse Gutter, Video Vortex, and Hammer Horror in Order. Lots of stuff going on over there. Um, we also encourage you to go check out Patreon.com slash AASpookShow. That's how you can help support the show. Um you know, Even a dollar helps. So anything you guys can uh, help throw the way to make everything better here for the Spook Show, we we highly appreciate it. And with that, at certain levels, you get bonus stuff like Video Minisode, including the Library of the Professor every month. You get Crapster Peace Theater every month. That's the ever popular Crapster Peace Theater. Not for us, but for you, the listeners, really enjoy Crapster Peace Theater because uh, apparently you just like to hear us tortured. With the, with the movies that we have to watch over there. It's pretty brutal. Patreon.com slash Show for that. So without any further. What the boy podcast. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. So without any further build up, we'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for the Frog Prince.
2: Once upon a time, in a castle just like any other castle, there lived a very special little girl named Zora. If you could speak, I know you'd say, how lucky can she be? Who was looked after by a king. Don't try and act a little bit more like a princess. And looked down on by a wicked stepsister. You're always horning in, why don't you just get your own friends? But no matter where she looked... The one thing she could never find was a true friend. Until one lucky day, into her life hopped a most magical creature.
3: Who are you?
2: I'm a pedigreed amphibian. Or,
3: or, is it a new
2: toy? If any life, life for a toy, I was too tall for. A while slimy low-life creature. But the wicked stepsister had other plans for the I can't live without water. Wait a minute. Where are you going? My friend is in trouble. Until Zora risked everything for friendship. I'm so glad you're alright. Through the dark, the moonlight streams Like the night with silver beams. Aileen Quinn from Annie and John Paragon ribbit and ribbit to you too in the classic tale where true friendship triumphs the frog prince all
0: right there's that so uh before we get into uh some of the background information and then our thoughts and on this movie if you want to call this i guess it is a movie but you know It's not our usual fare, for sure. Um, But before we dive into that, we'll we'll go ahead and toss to the, uh, the author of the Canon Film Guide, Austin Trunick, with his professional opinions and some background information straight from him.
2: Canon Chronicles with Austin Trunick.
3: Hello, Austin Trunick here, author of the Canon Film Guide books talking to you about the frog prince the uh, canon movie tale from 1986. now here in the united states many people only think of canon as a film production company they remember seeing the logo before movies and that image was forever seared into their brains but in some parts of the world there are some people who would see that same logo and they would associate it with a defunct movie theater chain in their area now see making movies was only one part of canon's business Another arm of their business was operating movie theaters. In fact, Jorm Globus, one half of the duo who ran the company in the 80s, grew up working in a movie theater that his father owned. Golden Globus had already owned movie theaters in Israel when they acquired Canon and came to the US. Five years and a few successful Chuck Norris movies later, they were also the owners of a major British cinema chain, the majority of the movie theaters in the Netherlands, and a sizable number of theaters in Italy. In those places, if you were seeing a canon movie, you were likely doing so inside a canon theater. As they were operating a large number of theaters across large sections of Europe, they realized business was lacking across the board in a very specific window of time. That was weekend matinees. Parents were not bringing their kids to see the latest Toby Hooper movie at 11.30 on a Saturday morning. In those days, Disney more or less dominated the children's matinee time slot. Their movies would be re-released over and over again every few years because, of course, a little bit of time would go by and there'd be a new group of kids out there who'd never seen Pinocchio or Peter Pan or Snow White. Not all of those things were readily available on home video yet. Basically, what happened was Golden Globus looked at how well those movies were doing year after year and thought, how can we get in on that kiddie business? So they came up with the idea for Canon Movie Tales as sort of in a roundabout way, competitors to those Disney matinees. They would do new versions of classic fairy tales, one, because those stories tend to be known across all types of cultures, and two, because they were a public domain, and it wouldn't cost them a damn thing for any of the rights to those stories. So in that sense, Canon tried to keep these productions as cheap as possible. Typically, every one of them was shot in the same warehouse in Tel Aviv, and if you watch enough of them, you'll see a lot of the same sets and costumes recycled from film to film. Most of the budget went to bringing in a couple headline stars for each movie, actors who would add some brand name value to the feature. Canon had grand plans to make half a dozen of these films each year, although more than a dozen were announced, the company only managed to make nine of them before shutting the project down. Those nine films were The Frog Prince with Eileen Quinn, Helen Hunt, and John Paragon, Sleeping Beauty with Morgan Fairchild and Tony Welch, The Emperor's New Clothes with Sid Caesar, Rumpelstiltskin with Amy Irving and Billy Barty. Snow White with Diana Rigg and Billy Barty again. Beauty and the Beast with Rebecca Dormorne and John Savage. Hansel and Gretel with David Warner and Cloris Leachman. Red Riding Hood with Craig T. Nelson and Isabella Rossellini. And finally, my favorite, Puss in Boots with Christopher Walken. Now, these movies were produced more or less on a production line, and it often shows... But they're best when the recognizable stars appear to have been having a good time. I think a lot of those guys didn't realize how cheap these productions would be until they got on set. John Paragon is my favorite part of the Frog Prince. I always remember him as Jumbie the Genie on Pee-wee's Playhouse, and of course he'd be doing UHF after this. And as for all the huge fans of the Barbarian Brothers out there, we can't neglect to mention his role as the director of both Double Trouble and Twin Sitters. And on that note, that mention of the Barbarian Brothers, Austin Trinick, author of the Canon Film Guide, will sign off. Until next time, folks. You know, first off, I want to say,
0: there's no way I want to watch eight more of these damn things. Now, (laughs) we do this long enough, we'll, we'll probably, unfortunately, get to more of them. Lord knows. But let's hope not, right? But I will say... I wouldn't mind seeing Puss in Boots with Christopher
1: Walken. That's, that is exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> like I am all
0: over. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. How damn. <laughs> it's me, Puss in Boots. I'm sure it's <laughs> I'm sure it's got to be god awful, but yeah. Especially if Austin is saying my personal I mean, favorite. That that I don't know if that uh lends itself to be awesome, you know? <laughs> or maybe it does. I don't know. Uh,
1: I hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up <laughs> my butt. It's my boot <laughs> for three years. <laughs> so yeah, and, and 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 don't even don't even start sending emails. I do know that that's a god awful Christopher Walken. <laughs> uh, Look,
0: we're the All American Spooks Show, not the greatest impersonators <laughs> in the world. That's not what we did. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Um, yeah, we as always we thank Austin for uh, his his Cannon Chronicles bit there. He, uh, digs up some and unearths some information for us that we otherwise may not have found on our own. So it's a lot easier to to go to the source. I mean, because he's written two massive tomes of information on Canon films. So really not many better other than, you know, someone that, uh, worked at Canon for many years or something like that would, would have this much information than Austin. So we appreciate him coming on for that. Um, although we still have to throw in a dig that he wasn't there for Emmanuel four. So uh, n- neither were you, I don't think, but you guys were the lucky ones. Well, you know, know, life, life happens. Yeah. The only thing he didn't do there was he didn't give us his rating. So, uh,
1: maybe... <laughs> I did find that convenient. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so maybe, maybe at some point I'll have to reach out and say, Hey, well, by the way, what's your rating for that? Just so we can balance the scale so to speak
1: his answer is no no
0: <laughs> no wait a minute, that's not an official rating no no no, no. <laughs> um before we go into the background information this is probably a dumb question but i'm gonna ask it anyways have you ever seen this movie before
1: absolutely not
0: You know, the funny thing is I'm pretty sure I'd never seen it. I mean, if I did, it was like, you know, when I was six or seven, you know, but like, I don't think I did. But for some reason, uh, and maybe it's just like, it's so terrifying when you see it, it just sticks in your brain. But that dude is the frog prince. Like I've seen that before in some way. I don't remember, you know, maybe when I was a kid or something, but I've seen that dude in that damn frog outfit dancing around
1: you know, so you know it's, it, I feel like it was probably uh, on in a video store or something when you were a kid. Maybe. I mean, I mean, you know, like, like part of my background is, is I actually worked at a video store for about three years. Mm-hmm. Dude, you you uh, it was a mom and pop place for me. Mm-hmm. And we were regulated to only show PG movies. I can't say that I put this one in, but I'm sure if somebody had been around for a while they'd probably throw something like this in just to get something different on the air.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> we we got to have some kind of sound playing. put something on there. <laughs> this, this definitely falls in line with that. Just it's video playing in the background. That's the best. it. Yes. But anyway, some of the background info, uh, it, this is also known as an alternate title is just Canon movie tales, the frog prince. And it was released October 5th, 1986 in the UK. Uh, but not here in the U S until June 1st of 1988. Now I didn't, I don't know exactly why there was a, you know, almost two year difference between that. You know, (laughs) maybe they tried to spare the U S market as long as they could. And then they eventually just released it on tape or something. I I don't know exactly how that happened, but
1: they couldn't uh, hold it back.
4: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm sure like, just from what awesome was saying there, they're probably just trying to squeeze every dime they could out of it. So, you know, they eventually got around to releasing it here in the U S you know, in 1988, but it was produced and distributed of course, by the Canon group. This movie is rated G Total runtime of one hour and twenty six minutes. That's about you know one twenty six too long. On IMDb, it's listed as a drama, family fantasy film, and as Austin mentioned, it was filmed there in Tel Aviv, Israel, uh, around the month of August, nineteen eighty six. Uh, it stars Eileen Quinn as Princess Zora, John Paragon as the Frog Prince, and uh, Helen Hunt as uh, Zora's sister. I guess they're sisters, right? I mean, I, I, if I recall, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah they sisters. were, um, yeah, they were sisters, um, and their parents, but they died. didn't know which one was the queen,
0: yeah, yeah or the princess, yeah. And her, yeah, yeah her I'm na- sorry, her, yeah, her name is Henrietta in the movie. So, I mean, really, that's the only. One. Well, I guess you've got Clive Reville as the king. You know, he 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 does a job in this movie. So, <laughs> anyone else? there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else isn't really worth mentioning, but one of the names of one of the guy, one of the advisors, remember the, the clown, the clowny, like six advisor guys that are hanging around. Um, mm-hmm. One of those guys' names is Yakov Booch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming these are like Israeli actors, you know, that they just, yeah. you know, plug and play kind of thing. Well, hey, you're here. You want to put this outfit on? Cool. <laughs> Do I got it? Eileen Quinn, you know, who was uh, Zora, she would best be known for her role as Annie in 1982's Annie, this was the last, like she left the biz after this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like she, she, I think she was roughly around 15, 16, you know, 14 to 16 year old, maybe when she made this and then like hung it up. I get
1: pretty that much speaks volumes to the shame. Yeah. That, uh, this, this <laughs> and she's,
0: and she's probably thinking in 86, well, at least they'll only see it in Italy and Israel, you know? <laughs> and then two years later, uh, oh, <laughs> she actually did come back in 2007 and do some stuff. Like she did a short film and, and some smaller roles in a couple of TV shows and movies, but yeah, for, from 1986 till 2007, nothing. Like she just completely left showbiz, but I, I'm assuming somebody probably unearthed her and let her be in a couple of things and she, maybe she got the bug again or whatever. But I think best, best that I could tell is basically, I, I guess she had made her money from Annie and this and whatever else. So she just wanted to kind of live normal life and uh see the world. So
1: Yeah, you can't she, blame anybody on that one. Yeah, on. so
0: she stepped away after that. And uh that, and Austin mentioned that too. John Paragon, the guy that plays The Frog Prince, he was Jombie, the genie in <laughs> in uh Pee Wee's Playhouse. That that is awesome. Yeah. And of course, Helen Hunt, I mean, you know, one of the I, I well, I ain't gonna say one of the bigger names, but you know, she's she's well traveled. I mean, she has Oh uh, yeah let me see 107 acting credits on IMDb. So, uh, you would, you would definitely recognize her from movies and television because I mean, she had a massive run over multiple years, uh, in that show, mad about you. And, uh, she was also in the, uh, the movie as good as it gets starring opposite Jack Nicholson. She was in twister, yep. um, tons of other movies and, and TV projects. So you would definitely know and recognize Helen hunt from tons of stuff. So, so that was interesting, you know, to get the, to get this, you know, that early on in her career. Right. To, Cause I wasn't even really aware of this. I, I was probably cursory aware of this movie even existed, but you know, as soon as we like landed on it and I looked at it, I'm like, Helen Hunt, what the hell, you know, but.
1: Right. Yeah. No, no, like looking at this, like pretty much everybody in this movie is kind of throwaway except for her. Like, and, and, and that's not to necessarily crap on everybody else in the movie. It's just, you can you can see like glimpses of, of what she's going to be yeah in this like like she she brings a presence even as you know like a, a young person in this movie
0: yeah and she had been in tons of uh, films and uh tv series even before this but i would i would i mean i don't remember the time frame of like when helen hunt became a part of uh you know a, as a well-known face outside of like her television stuff it would it would have had to have been after this i would think but Eileen Quinn who plays Zora, she probably would have been a more known commodity at this point in time because of Annie. You mm-hmm. know, even I re- remember how big Annie was, you know, when I was right. real, when I was real little, you know, so I would imagine most people probably would have been, Oh, it's that girl from Annie, you know, and that would have been the, the connecting thread many years later. If if you cared to see this, you know, not Helen Hunt, but now it's kind of like a thing where you look back and say, Oh, Helen Hunt was in this weird Canon movie tales movie you know so it's kind of interesting <laughs> that way to look back on it now but yeah the she is definitely the name to take away from this for the future is that Helen Hunt? absolutely for sure
2: hurry hurry step right this way folks for the most extravagant array of refreshment goodies ever assembled under one roof Enjoy breathtaking, taste-tempting candies of finest quality. Enjoy popcorn exploded into tender, delicious, crispy bites of crunchy goodness. Enjoy the tops in cool, refreshing soft drinks. If you want to enjoy some refreshments, this is your opportunity. There will
0: now be a short intermission. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So I hopped on over to audible.com typed in the frog prince to see what will come up. And of course you've got the, uh, cl- many, many versions of the classic, uh, uh, grim fairy tale. Um, let's see, you've got the frog prince by brothers, Grimm, narrated by Tamsin Geeg. No, I'm sorry. Geek Tamsin Greg. <laughs> that one's just uh 14 <laughs> minutes long. Now, you know, if you know anything about like, you know, grim fairy tales, they're usually pretty brief. So, any of these are probably going to be like fast tellings, you know, over there on audible. So there's that one. Um, you've got a much shorter one. That's called the frog Prince," a retelling of the Grimm's fairy tale by Eric Blair. That one's only four minutes long. Then you have other, many other various versions of the same thing from, uh, uh, the brothers Grimm. So tons of different ones there for you to peruse over on audible.com. So to, to, Give that a try and get your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash spookshow for your free audio book. So I'm going to hop back over to IMDb and click on plot summary to see what they've got to say about it. See how many we have. Oh, just one.
1: <laughs> and it's the brief one. <laughs> and he goes, if you want to learn how to be a pedophile.
0: <laughs> Gaslighting the movie. Um uh, <laughs> Children's musical based on Grimm's fairy tale of the Frog King. A young girl learns how to be a good friend and princess with the help of a tall frog, quote unquote. So that's what they're calling them these days. Watch out for the tall frogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not, not much to add to that. That's a tough one to follow. Yeah. <laughs> good God. So, some, sometimes they don't need to be followed. Maybe just just leave it there yeah yeah um yeah so as far as background everything that's all i got so i guess we'll go ahead and dive into it and and where we should start is right there at the beginning that animated open like i think <laughs> you i think you pretty much know what you're in for as soon as it like you hit play and you're like oh my god you know there's hope there's hope when you see the canon films logo you know the familiar <laughs> logo and the, like all right well it's canon so there's got to be something here right and then the the damn cartoon open
1: and it goes
0: and goes. Yeah, it's it's also goes. it's also in the grand tradition of shit from the eighties, where like they have five minute opening credits. You know,
1: like yeah, like, like, like it's fine if if you're telling the backstory, but man, just hey man, can can you draw a bunch of stuff with a frog? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 pretty much. I'm all so is. glad that we got away from all that stuff.
0: Yeah, most movies now, like occasionally, you'll get something. You know, like an actual opening credits thing, but usually it's like, you know, you, you get into the movie and then, by the way, the credits are kind of over here in the corner as the the movie is beginning. You know, you they set the yeah. tone and then get to the story or maybe they'll tell you some backstory or something with the credits and then let's get into it. Not like this shit back in the, you know, in the 80s and the, even prior to that, where it was just like, oh, God, I got to sit here for legitimately, you know, three to six minutes. And, I'm you not, know,
1: clearly it's, it's one of those things we want to make sure that this is a feature length film. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's an them. hour and 20 minutes uh, and 10 minutes of that is going to be the opening credits and 10 minutes of that is going to be the closing credits.
0: They're just adding to the runtime and then also allowing, I guess, people to get to their seats. Maybe, I don't know, that maybe that was part of the thought process, but yeah. we, don't, we don't want them to lose it. But see, now that's all kind of thrown out the door because they have literally like 20 to 30 minutes of trailers before the movie starts. So, you know, there's, there's really no need for a, here's a brief, uh, intermission before it begins. So everybody can take their seats, you know, <laughs> because you're, you're already there because you've just seen 35 trailers before the movie starts. So I noticed, uh, you know, I've got our common notes that we share here for, you know, when we're watching a movie we'll throw some notes in there, some comments or something. Donnie said, does the fly, the frog eats during the opening credits qualify for the Chucky, you know, the Chucky awards where we kind of, do an in-memoriam for all of the dogs and pets and whatnot that die throughout the last calendar year here you know, on The Spook Show. I don't think yeah, that, why not? <laughs> I guess, well, hell, fuck, why not, right? Might as well, because you're, you're not going to get anything else from this movie to qualify for anything, so <laughs> fuck it. It'll be in the in-memoriam section next year.
1: I mean, we, we need to be able to go back and remember this movie. Come on.
0: Yeah, I, I think we will for all the wrong reasons. How long did it... Did you... I mean, obviously, you never saw, you had never seen this before, but how long did it take you to to rue, hit and play, when they started singing? <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take you? Oh, uh, fuck, th- this is a musical, isn't it? God
1: damn. Yeah. Pretty much. As soon as I heard it harmonized, I was like, oh, God.
0: <laughs> and it's one of those classic musicals, too, in the sense of like, you know what? You're my friend. I am your friend? That's right. You're my friend. You know what I mean? and then you get into a a five minute long fucking soliloquy song.
1: God damn Now let's walk over here. You're still my friend.
0: I love that one by the way, a little bit later in the movie where he's like, All right, well, I gotta go back to the swamp. I gotta get back to the water or whatever. He's like, all right. And then he only goes like ten foot away and then they start singing to each other. You know? yeah
1: i thought you said like like i'm sitting there like why are you going back i'm sure that she has a tub somewhere come on (laughs) this makes no sense meanwhile like five minutes
0: before that he had just said like i gotta wet my whistle and like drink some water like yeah so you kind of set the precedent like that should keep you right no no i gotta get back (laughs) i gotta get back to the swamp (laughs)
1: And then later in the movie, he's been out of water for uh, an entire night, and all he needed was a couple drops from a water yeah. pouch. <laughs> really magic? Oh, we'll get into that.
0: Uh, <laughs> we mentioned him briefly earlier with the, the the dude with the the silly name, but uh, Mr. Booch or whatever. But these advisors, man, that is corny as hell, right? Like, oh yeah, they're only there. Just I mean, it's, it's obviously kitty comic relief, right? But like, goddamn, you know. <laughs> It's just annoying.
1: uh, I do, I do wonder lately, how, how old do you have to be to realize that this is just so stupid?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, the target audience I would assume would be, you know, what would you think here? Like little girls less than 10 years old, right? Like that's your target audience. Yeah. 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 So that, I don't know exactly what age, where the line of embarkation is of like, this is entertaining versus this is stupid, but I bet you it's a hard line, you know, <laughs> like, like literally like, like one day you'd be like, Oh man, this movie's awesome. And then the next day, like, what the fuck is this movie? You know, <laughs> it, was, it uh, oh, mat- oh, God. Maturi- oh God. Maturity would happen really quick. Like overnight. Like your mom would put on your, <laughs> put in the VHS, like, Hey, all right, we're going to watch your favorite movie. And then like two minutes in mom, can we watch something else?
1: <laughs> I feel, I feel dirty watching this. Yeah. <laughs> What the hell's up with that frog man? <laughs> Why is he trying to pick up that girl? Yeah. <laughs> I hate to quit har- keep harping on that, but like everything that I heard come out of his mouth is just like, all right, that's creepy. Yeah. Oh no, he just topped that one.
0: And, and that's the thing too, like th- this this version of the story entirely. Like from my recollection of, of, and I trust me, I haven't read you know grim fairy tales in a long time, and I don't remember all the details of this one in particular but I kind of remember the general outline of like the frog, the princess kisses the frog and then the frog turns out to be a guy. Right. Right. Like that's the general premise of the story. Mm -hmm. So this one is more like, I don't know. They, they, they changed it. They changed it. I I think the, the bothering part is the age weirdness here. Right. Like it seems like this is a full grown prince. That's a man. And then she is a young girl. Like,
1: Really young. Yes. Yeah, she's playing like a, a young teenager.
0: Yeah. Especially compared to her sister, who is clearly like, you know, say the sister is like what's, you know, somewhere between 16 to 18 years old, Henrietta. Right. Versus her, seems like she's maybe 12, 13 at best, you know? Yeah. It feels like. And then you're, you're like, wait a minute. All right. Knowing what's going to happen here is that eventually she's going to kiss this frog and he's going to become a, a real man, a real boy, like, you know, Pinocchio. But it just seems like there's no way this is not going to end cre- creepily, right?
1: Right, right. And, and and I guess that's why I keep like harping on that. It's just, it feels weird. And then like, also like when he's introducing himself, like he acts like he doesn't realize that he used to be a person. <laughs> I'm just a tall frog. I have, what was it? A, a lineage.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, no. no uh, uh, oh God. Breed. Uh, Marie- Oh, oh shit breeding what did he say Bre- uh pedigree that's what he says
1: pedigree there yeah you go.
0: i've got pedigree you know <laughs> yeah it is like he's almost unaware like you know oh by the way i am a real man here like i'm just in a frog's body and and by the way that did they ever they never really explain how the fuck he became a frog to begin with in this
1: version oh uh, they, they just said that he was cursed that yeah, was
0: it and it's a throwaway line at the end like Wait a minute, you're not... No, no,
1: they, they, they said it at the beginning. I want to say, like, like uh, Helen Hunt's character was looking through a book of yeah, like, princes yeah, okay. or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, by the way, like, even in olden times, there'd be just a book of princes. Like, <laughs> like it's like... a Catalog of men. Yeah, it's a Tiger Beat magazine, like, medieval version. You know, like, ooh, he's cute. <laughs> There's just a book of <laughs> princes. But, yeah, they're, you're right, they did mention that. But, like, they don't go any deeper other than, like, hey, he's just, he got cursed by... A, something a witch or whatever
1: and nobody nobody's seen him in a year
0: and yeah and then they mention it at the end like wait you can't be prince whatever the fuck his name is I, I don't remember what his real name was once he turns human you can't be prince whatever uh he was cursed by a witch you know but it seems like there should have been something here even in the animated open something of like yeah. here's here he's a normal prince Oh, he pissed off the wrong witch. You know, like that dude pissed off the gypsy and thriller or, uh, and thinner. I'm mean, thriller and thinner, right? There should be, <laughs> <laughs> there should be something like that here, but you never get anything like that other than just, you know, like you said, a couple mentions of, oh yeah, he was, he was yeah. cursed. Moving on. I guess they wanted to give yeah, more time. <laughs> they wanted to give more time for the songs. No, we, we don't have time. We don't have time to tell you the interesting part of the story, how this man got turned into a frog. No, we, we got no time for that. We need, we need more friendship songs. <laughs> we,
1: we, we've saved a ton of money on, uh, not have to buy this, this story. So, uh, let's make it in dance and yeah. song. And
0: like Austin mentioned there, as far as low budget and everything, where is the money here in his frog outfit? That's
1: about it. Right. God knows. Like- yeah.
0: I mean, because what else? I mean, like, other than this,
1: I don't feel like Helen Hunt was bringing bringing in that much money no, and, at this point. And
0: maybe Eileen Quinn, but just because of Annie, might have been able to. She probably made the most off of this, more than likely. Yeah. But that would be it. That the money is just under the, war, the, the wardrobe.
1: Yeah, the yeah the fact that they're reusing sets. I mean, they're, they're they're saving money. So are they are they pocketing a ton of money? Like like what's going on here?
0: Well, I. No, they, I mean, Canon was notorious for spending the least amount of money to make, you know, you know, like they would uh, something over a million dollars, you know, was practically unheard of for them. You know, I remember the famous quote or something was, I think when they did over the top or one of those bigger ones, you know, where they actually had to throw a little bit more money into it. They had to spend like 12 or 13 million dollars on it. And, and one of them was just pissed that he had to spend that much. And he's like with $12 million, I could make 12 movies. You know, <laughs> that was his line.
1: <laughs> so
0: yeah, I, I assume, like, you know, you got more of that here.
1: You can, you can hundred percent understand that, but you know, you, you get what you pay for.
0: Yeah. And that's why Canon is what can, or I yeah. should say what Canon was, what it was, you know, is that yeah. they, they would, they pre-sold movies based on names. I mean, they literally would say like coming next year, the latest Bronson movie. What's it called? It's got Bronson in it. Yeah, but what's the name of it? Uh it's uh Sunlight Dawn. Uh, what's he what's it about? Uh Bronson's gonna kick some ass. All right, here's here's a million dollars. Make it. You know? <laughs> That's just what they would do.
1: And, and here's how that went. Bronson's gonna
0: kick some ass. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. You go like you can look at on YouTube, I think, and find some of those pitch reel type of promo where they didn't know what the fuck it was gonna be. It would literally be like coming next year, a Stallone movie. You know, and then, yeah. and then they'd show pictures of him as Rambo and Rocky. What's it going to be called? What's it about? Who knows? It's just going to have him in it. <laughs> and then sometimes apparently they would promise movies and they didn't even have the actor under contract. they would just be like, yeah, Stallone's going to be in it, but have, is he actually going to be in it? I
1: don't know. He's, you know,
0: we're, we're, we're going to try real hard
1: though. My idea, my idea as an actor is, oh, the price just went up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Also, too, you know, when it does seem that certain people around the place start to realize that there's a man-sized frog running around, wouldn't that be absolutely terrifying?
1: (laughs) But nobody (laughs) really... feels like it turns into a horror movie.
0: Nobody really seems to be scared of it, though. They're all just, like, fairly accepting of it. You know, (laughs) even, like, the sister, you know, when, like, she comes to the realization and then tries to kidnap him or whatever the fuck, you know, that they do to him. Or they not try, they did. They did kidnap him. They didn't. They never seemed afraid of him. You know.
1: Just, there? But, yeah, no. No. As, as a matter of fact, the the girl that was kind of like the hanger on with with Helen Hunt in this movie, uh, said he was hot. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, we already
0: know he's hot. You know, from the, uh, the 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 Prince catalog that we were looking at. So yeah, he's hot. <laughs> How do we make him into a man? Fuck if I
1: know. But he's tall. Yeah. That's all I need. He's the, he's the
0: tall frog. <laughs> coming next to your rated R to a theater near you.
1: The tall for
0: a <laughs> So basically, he forces his way into living with Zora by fetching a ball. Like she's like, if you go get, she drops her lucky ball into the pond. Well, if you go get my ball, then you can, you know, I will appreciate it. Can I live with you? <laughs> <laughs> and again, we get back to the creepy part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What? Yeah. If, if I get the ball, can I live with you? Oh, Okay. And then she, once she agrees to it, then he pulls the ball out. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, he already had it. Yeah, gotcha, bitch. Where am I sleeping?
1: <laughs> I don't know, but here we'll we'll, we'll save the trip. Come come climb in the back of my van. <laughs> I like that. Zora was never seen after. I want to see
0: that version of the movie where he has a creepy he has a creepy van. Yeah. That's, that's a way more interesting at least.
1: That's a diorama of, of, of like a metal uh metal frog yeah. on the side of it. <laughs> that listens to a lot of DR.
0: Dude, that's dumb as shit, but that would be awesome. <laughs> I like every time that he jumps away, he just goes, Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a boy. <boing>, a boy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, meanwhile, like the the one adult, as as he walks in and he sees the frog in a room. Oh, the, that's the, odd. Yeah, it's the, okay. The king. Wait, what?
0: When when the king <laughs> yeah. walks in and he sees the frog, like and clearly this frog is fucking this man frog, the tall frog. He's moving. Yeah. Like he's he's not even really trying to hide it. He's moving. The king pretty clearly sees this and still like, oh, that's an advanced toy for these this day and age, huh? You know, (laughs) cause that's her, that's how she waves off. Oh, that's one of my new toys. (laughs) Boy, these toys are getting more, more,
1: more advanced, huh?
3: And then
1: like, as we go through the movie, like, like, so the guy that's going to decide who the princess is going to be is straight up eyeballing it. Mm -hmm. And all he needs to see is manners. What? That, that
0: leads to manners. manners one of my questions was what exactly is a princess? Cause I don't think they know what a princess is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have the concept and the premise of princess down because like, wouldn't they really kind of both be princesses and then call it a day? Is there really, would there have really ever been a ceremony to decide which one? <laughs> no,
1: no, shut up. Shut and, up. This, yeah. this is how we're doing it.
0: And in such a day and age, like the only thing that would fly would be like, some strange dude from, you know, another land would show up and say, well, I'm taking her. She's mine now. That's, that's the way this would play out. Not, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, we're trying to get away from that, that stuff, man. That's, that's, uh, treating women as possessions. We're not cool with that. This is the eighties. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Odd flick. Nobody. Odd flick.
0: I don't think that it's weird that nobody in this castle would notice that this man frog is milling about too. You know, like you would think they would notice this and even the people that do notice it, they either brush it off or, you know, or fully accept it. So it's just weird as fuck. (laughs) Nobody would just, or
1: it's a turn on
0: (laughs) that. Nobody would just go, wait a minute. There's a goddamn man frog. (laughs) It never
1: happens. (laughs) Run for your fucking life. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then honestly, like, like, that was Helen hunting this other girl. Get this daggone frog out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And there's a man frog.
0: Yeah, well, they, they easily kidnap him, right? Like, I think they just throw a net yeah. over him and come with us, fucker, you know. And then they kidnap him and take him out to the force of the dark heart. And it seems like it only takes them about, you know, what, five to 10 minutes? All right. All right, frog, get in the fucking hole. And then they just put him in a hole and then put this like wooden cage over top of him. <laughs> You know, like, you know, I need water. Well, fuck you. You know, and then they leave, right? <laughs> and...
1: <laughs> me- Meanwhile, a 12-year-old girl can pick it up with ease. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Couldn't you have just have stood you ever up? Seen a
1: fro- <laughs> have you ever seen a regular-sized frog jump? <laughs> yeah, I think a man-sized frog would knock that how thing about, to the moon. How about,
0: how about one that's six <laughs> and a half foot tall? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it seems like it only takes them about five or 10 minutes to take them out there and put them in the hole. And then like, fuck you for all. And then leave. Meanwhile, she's like, they hand, she hands her a map Zora. And she goes out there and she, and she has to go on a grand all day long journey to get to this place. <laughs> she, she goes <laughs> that random cactus field out of nowhere to go over here. Like what the fuck? Then <laughs> she, she finally makes it. And of course, all it takes is a couple drops of uh, water from the, uh, from like a little, uh, I don't even know what you call those things. Canteen. Like, like yeah, yeah, pouch yeah, canteen. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple of drops. Like that wakes them up enough to, to easily get them out of
1: there. <laughs> oh, and then by the way, uh, we get back to the, uh, ceremony where the sister is about to be pronounced, uh, princess yeah. and you know what a couple drops of water that I've had, even though I was about to die, uh, maybe remember a couple things. Uh, this ball is magic. Yeah. I'm a prince and I can stop everything. (laughs) Slap the
0: end. (laughs) I did want to talk about that lucky gold ball for a second because it's really like a, I think they call that a deus ex machina, you know, (laughs) where something something (laughs) magically appears (laughs) and just fucking fixes everything. Like, wait a minute. You've been carrying around this goddamn magic ball this whole time that could have easily solved the situation. I don't know what to do. The the magic ball takes her to him. Like she, she's out she's lost in the fucking forest. He just, Oh, ball. What do I, what am I going to do or whatever? You know, she's down and out. And then the ball just like, he's over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Fuck. Thanks ball. And then when she lets him out, like how the fuck are we going to get back in time? <laughs> the, <laughs> the lucky ball just makes a fucking horse up here. <laughs>
1: Shouldn't you have been using then, this ball the whole time? I feel like there should have been a cutaway, at least, of them on the horse riding, but I don't remember seeing one. Did I miss it?
0: No, I don't. I think you're right, and they probably didn't have enough budget, money in the budget to ensure the actors to sit on a horse. <laughs> so they're like, "All right, we got a horse and we got the actors. Let's just shoot them separately. Just imagine that they rode in. All right, here we go. <laughs> hey, we're back. We're back. Magic and horses." <laughs> she kisses him and he becomes a prince so obviously we we saw that coming a mile away and essentially like now everybody's like oh zora is the cool one (laughs) fuck everything and then they dance the end (laughs) come on helen
1: hunt's helen hunt's a bitch but she's hot right yeah
0: yeah, exactly
1: wait oh, oh no never mind never mind never mind now this other girl she's she's
0: has beauty on the inside Even though she's probably twelve, and this is all of this is very uh, problematic, (laughs) very problematic and disturbing. (laughs) By twenty twenty three standards, no. By nineteen eighty six standards, this should have been (laughs) problematic and troubling.
1: (laughs) I just want to I just want to go through and and just point out this. A lot of people had to approve this. Oh yeah, yeah. Obviously, (laughs) yeah. It wasn't one person that said, "Hey, this is great." This would be a good. No, a lot of people had to approve this movie and then people had to say yes to acting.
0: Yeah. Everyone thought this was good <laughs> or at least thought this was a good idea. Either that or like, well, the, the check cash, I got to do it. Well,
1: there It you was go. the 80s. There was a lot of coke. <laughs>
0: even, even on Eileen Quinn and Helen Hunt's side, there was a lot of cocaine. <laughs> I mean, we. I mean, we can imagine that the dude that plays Jombie the genie, there probably was a lot of cocaine going on. But with
4: the, yeah, with the younger,
0: yeah. <laughs> with the younger cast, you know, who knows? Well, that's enough. So uh, Donnie's not here, like I said, but he did uh, drop us uh, his rating. So I've got a little audio clip that he sent us to uh, to play. That so here we go.
4: All right, the Frog Prince. Yeah, here's my rating. So I hate musicals anyway. They're just my least favorite genre, um, and to know that there is eight more of these things, you know, out there that Canon, you know, uh, turned into, you know, I guess Canon Tales or whatever. Um, just watching this was pure torture. But having said that, at least it's better than uh, Emmanuel Four, but not by much. Yeah, I am going to give myself a little wiggle room here, uh, but I am going to rate it uh, a Cannonball and a Quarter. Um, yeah, it's just, that's, that's where I'm at with it. There you go. Donnie gives it
0: a cannonball and a quarter. Now, well, I know you haven't been on a lot of these cannon fodders because it just kind of happens that way where sometimes you're not there. So this is the ca- the sliding cannon st- scale. We give out zero to five cannonballs. So it's a little different than our star rating because we're really only comparing it to other cannon movies. So I know there's a couple you haven't seen, but based on the ones you have seen and everything like that, where, where are you at on this one?
1: Uh, I think I'll, I think I'll kind of follow Donnie, and I'll say one and a half. Obviously, it's not an over the top, but you know, that's technically high, that's high it's end. fine. That's high end, though. Right? You can't compare <laughs> yeah, much. it is. It, it very much is. Yeah, technically it's fine. Like like this was just skeevy to watch. <laughs> so the more I think about it, I think I'm going to drop it down to a one because it just felt dirty watching this (laughs) because the girl's so young and then the guy clearly is an adult it felt weird you said you said said there when
0: we were talking about it like maybe he is truly unaware that he is a man you know like maybe part of the curse is he doesn't really remember being a man but in some aspects it seems like he does remember being a man so it's (laughs) that's what makes it more problematic and confusing to to come to any conclusion on that end of it. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to settle there, too. Like, man, you know, I wouldn't watch this again, obviously. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to go with one cannonball. I, I, I think the real question is, since you and I both have young daughters, would you show this movie to your, to your daughter? Hey,
1: you'll know.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's innocent enough in premise, right? But, like, for all the reasons that we've said, I think that would stop me, you know? so <laughs> Yeah.
1: I don't yeah, know I'm I not going to uh, show my kids that, uh, it's okay to bring random people home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if I can deliver that golden ball to you, can I sleep with you? <laughs> well, if you got, well, if you could actually get that ball, sure. Why the hell not? Oh, you had it the whole time. Oops.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something feels really wrong about that part, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> a promise is a promise. And we have to keep a promise. Okay. We even had a song about it earlier. Remember? About promises. <laughs> and friendship, Oh yeah. And I'm this frog. Don't forget about I can, friendship. I can, be, I can hear everything. So I know you need to keep a promise. Ribbit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the Tall Frog. Next fall. <laughs> the Tall Frog. Uh, we don't do the Comes gore. Back. We don't do the gore score, kill count, all that jazz that we normally do on our uh, regular episodes. Zero, but we did zero. <laughs> That's the number, by the way, <laughs> zero. Uh, but we do have Donnie do his uh, uh, Canon connection. So here we go.
2: Canon connection.
4: Canon connections, either, you know, and this may come as a surprise or maybe not, uh, that there are no cast connections at all to any of our past Spook Show episodes. And that includes uh, Crapster Peace Theater on uh, Patreon. So, uh, yeah, no cast connections from the Frog Prince or any of our past Spook Show episodes. But we do have a couple on the crew side. We've got makeup effects artist Rob Berman, who uh, was part of the makeup effects crew on The Thing when we covered that um, uh, this past summer. Actually, just a couple of months ago in uh, the summertime. uh, uh, And then also makeup effects artist Moni Manzano. Uh, This is actually a a real canon connection because he was also uh, part of the makeup effects crew for Ninja 3 The Domination. All right. And that's it for that. <laughs> uh, that closes out the frog prints.
0: <laughs> well,
4: Just let so it keep telling and
0: I'm yeah. sure he's still talking. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere he's still talking. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. That's all I got. Yeah,
1: I think so. Um,
0: well, yeah, there and you go. And I will
1: say this, like like the, the makeup on the frog prints, I felt looked good.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that part is fine. I mean, that's not where they, uh, you know, saved budget on, right? Uh, Mm um i think overall i mean we didn't really talk about the look of it i think overall it's fine you know for like that that medieval time period type of setting for a fucking fairy tale right like i i think it looks fine it's just the story itself is just you know and and the musical aspect of it too look i'm not the biggest musical guy and i think donnie mentioned that too in his rating but like um none of the songs in this are memorable you know i think what makes a good musical you got to have at least a couple of tunes in there right that like Oh, that's pretty good. You know, I'm not a big musical guy, but you know, I can tell that whether this is a good, good or bad song, right? Nothing about, mm-hmm. nothing about the musical aspect of this movie is memorable at all on any level to any, anything outside of maybe uh, a five or six year old, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's a kid's movie, so I'm sure they didn't spend a bunch of time worrying about, you know, like people with good voices, but it would have helped. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, if they'd have put some effort and thought into that department, yeah, for a musical, that would have helped, yes. <laughs> I think we're all kind of in agreement from what I understand there, and I'm sure Austin, you know, w- we'll get his rating, and of course, Professor Smoke at some point. I-, I would say probably a flat one cannonball is probably about what this will end up with. So it's it's pretty low. It's down there in hot chili and pirates territory, but it ain't quite Emmanuel 4, that's for damn sure. And one of these days, you got to get around to that.
1: <laughs> oh, man. When are we going to do that again? Yeah, I'm sure I will that, be sick.
0: I'm sure we'll have a Canon Rewind or something. There'll be some reason we'll, we'll come up with at some point. So.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, <man>. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, that's it for this week. So uh, uh, before we uh, uh, wrap it up, we'll go ahead and tease what we're going to be talking about next week. We're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving just a few days early. Next Monday, November twentieth, episode one hundred and eighty-seven, the Granny from nineteen ninety-five. That that's a that's a Thanksgiving treat, especially when you compare it to this movie that we just talked about, right? So, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully, we have the rest of the guys here, and we'll, we'll see what we have. So, for uh, Donnie and the Professor who couldn't be with us, well, I'm Josh. We are the All American Spook Show, and we'll talk to you next week for the Granny.
1: Go see your else. <laughs>